music uh we're just uh a bit of time between this episode and the last one been traveling a lot for the old day job but um still managed to buy a fair few uh records was in uh was in sydney for the touch of loft show at club 77 with lorna clarkson and uh oh man definitely if you get a chance go and uh watch her play she's a, a real She's one of those real veterans of Sydney, but um, but really, really diverse sound. Like I had no idea what she was going to play the whole time. I, I sort of once I sort of felt like I had it picked what she's sort of trying to do, and then um, you know she just plays something completely different, but it, but really working. You know, so uh, I really really enjoy going to sets like that. It's it's um, high risk, high reward sort of stuff. You know, like you can you know anyone can just play random shit, but. Um, that doesn't always work, obviously. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a good night. '77, uh, obviously, they got that uh, KV2 audio sound system in there, and I, I really really like that room now. I, I I think it's it's probably safe to say that's my favourite room in Sydney at the moment. Um, it's it's a good size uh, for the type of events that. Um, that we're about, that we're able to put on at the moment, uh, in Sydney in general, and I think you know it's got a good little format, an extra bar, it's got uh, the the right sort of space and uh, ceiling height. It's got this uh, it's the ES 1.0s, the the tops, the KV2. They're, they're like a little dream rig of mine, and then it's got I think it's four 18 inch subs so i think they're the es 1.8 so it's a passive system uh very very good clear system i think is kv2 from um germany um i'm not sure i think it's a german um brand but but no actually now now i'm looking at it it's uh czech so uh the czech republic i, I suppose i think that's uh, but he's, he's, yeah, prior to World War Two, Czechoslovakia, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this fella's name's George, and he looks like uh, the like an Einstein sort of character, like older fella. He's been uh, been at it for years, and and their their real mission statement, I suppose, you know, from my interpretation, is just all about clarity. And I think um, I think having that real booming, massive rig is is great uh, with the function ones and and you know and similar. But I. Th- yeah, I I got into these KV2s because that's what all the guys who threw the doofs um, around New South Wales were using. So uh, particularly from the Newcastle scene, those guys, you know, at, at the end of the day, they're trying to put on this these parties quite discreetly. So you can't just have this massive booming rig, you know. And don't get me wrong, these rigs were big and they were loud, but it, it was their their philosophy was if you had a clearer sound like a proper clear sound you didn't need it turned up to to that extreme to hear all the details if you had the right 
rig uh, displaying the right sounds, then everyone can hear it and it's great. So, and then it just becomes about positioning and making sure your whole dance floor gets a like a like a really big sweet spot. And that that was the the thing that really, really nailed it for me was when I was. Uh, listening to some, I think they were like a VHD rig. It was what they called it, which is uh, the one up from the one they got in uh, at 77 at the moment. But there was no sweet spot. The, the whole dance floor was a sweet spot. And you could hear your mate talking to you next to you, but you couldn't hear the people talking a few meters away. So it was, and you, your ears weren't hurting. So I was just blown away, absolutely blown away by um, how good the kv2 um system was because uh this crew was putting on parties with all different formats so they had the es format which is what they got at 77 i played on one which i actually own now which is the ex that's sort of the, the very earlier beginning excuse me um round uh brand fuck format of the the rig uh that's just a powered rig so we ended up buying one of those to do our little dirty feet parties because yeah, that's that's all we needed. We needed, you know, 100 to 200 people, uh, you know, a couple of twin 15-inch subs and 12-inch tops and, you know, people talk and they say, oh, what wattage is it? And it's actually quite low in the wattage. Um, so it's kind of deceiving uh, how loud it actually goes and how loud you actually need it. So, But we, we were stoked when we, we bought this. And, um, yeah, so I go halves in that with uh, the Touch Aloft boss, Nath, uh, Nathaniel Gary. Yeah, so we've been using that rig a lot around Sydney and around um, the bushlands of New South Wales. And ultimately, we're uh, now starting to see uh, more people in the house and minimal and techno world um, take it on. So it's, uh, it's, it's getting the recognition that it, 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 it deserves, I believe. And, and I think 77 is the room that's doing it quite well. Again, four 18-inch subs, that's just a dream rig for me. I think that's perfect for a, you know, one to 300-person uh, party in a club. And, you know, I think the, uh, the I had a jump in the uh, booth while Kusha and uh, Tom Trubin were playing. And it was, yeah, it was really nice. It was, sounded great. Um, and they got a good good little uh, uh, space there. It's, um, yeah, I think I think they're doing a great thing there. Um, I will say, on the negative side, they ran out of beer. <laughs> I've never been in a fucking nightclub that's run out of beer before. And um, I don't think I've ever been at an event that's run out of beer before in general. Like, and Not just, oh, I ran out of the one we wanted or ran out of one of the taps. No, 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 ran out of that. That all went. And then and then ran out of cans as well. And I thought, ah, oh, Jesus, you know, so... Um, I did hear that there was a big problem with their cool room or some some massive issue. So you know, it's it may not necessarily be their fault or anything, but I just thought that was um, yeah, that was a uh, <laughs> a funny one for it <laughs> for an event. But um, yeah, you know, there was still plenty of spirits, so we had a good night. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, so hats off to Nathan, uh, the rest of Touch of Loft. It was a good party. Lorna Clarkson did very well, but um, who was uh, the earlier fella? Josh. Uh, Fuck, I'm blanking on his last name. Um, Crooks or fucking... I can't remember how to say his name. Hang on, let me find it. Um, yeah, young fella who we met because he just came along to some of the early touch of lofts. And um, yeah, he sort of warmed up a couple of times. But yeah, I thought he actually had to... If I could say it, maybe the standout set of the night, which is, um, you know, a big call given that, you know, you had uh, Kusha back-to-back with Tom Truman and uh, 
both two young guys do, do just really, really coming into their own and doing real well at the moment uh, with releases and and with um, their, their uh, sets out out live. But and Lorna Clarkson um, did her thing really well. But uh, yeah, he was he was definitely the uh, surprise for me. He's come a long way and playing played a really really cool warm up for you know a, a more techno uh, bent gig. And um, yeah, so I was really happy to um, to see that. Um, so getting back to some tunes, we've got, oh shit, I got a massive online order and then I, um, was, found myself in Sydney with a day to kill before going overseas for work and, um, yeah, so I'm broke now, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, the record stores did pretty well out of me. I went and saw, uh, I went to, I dropped into something else and, um, and uh, I checked out across the road recently opened um, Network Connections, I think it's called, uh, the the new record store there on uh, King Street in Newtown. And um, yeah, bloody unreal. Really, really good um, store. I think like that has to have the absolute best listening bay of bays, I should say. There's two of them of any record store I've been to. And, um, you know, I'm quite... Uh, particular about about having that i think you know having a good listening bay you know it can mean the difference between you going in there and buying one or two records that you know you want or you know f- like truly finding and understanding those other records that you you know you, you're just kind of finding as you go if you've got a really good listening bay you're comfortable you're able to spend a couple of hours there and go through the music and really hear it properly and really um get into it then um you're far more likely to well a find some cool shit that you want, and B spend more money at the store. So, uh, hats off to them. They 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 nailed it as far as I'm concerned. Best listening bays I've ever been to, um, and and great selection. They had a section there just for uh, Australian music, which I really liked. Uh, uh, and and you know they 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 actually reminded me a lot of Japan. The the, the care taken with, you know, like a little uh, plastic outer sleeve. And uh, the labeling and the descriptions and all of that stuff, I thought, I thought that it was um, really, really well set up. And uh, yeah, so hats off to them. New, new record store in Sydney. Um, always glad to hear about that. And uh, you know, hopefully it, uh, it, it, hopefully it is one of those things where, with more stores coming on, it's better for all of them. You know, even though you'd think it's a bit of competition, I think. Um, if there's uh, more, I hope that if there's more options to go shopping and and buy uh, music that way and uh, in Sydney, then it it you know the tide lifts all boats. I'm hoping so, you know, because I love all the guys, um, you know, uh, Steph and the guys over at Record Store and Dave over at something else, and so hopefully with the new store coming on, it's good for everyone. And um, yeah, so anyways, I'm going to uh, I'll play some stuff I got from that haul. I don't know, maybe maybe today, but um, I got this uh, online haul, and then I've been away for work nonstop, and it's been pissing me off because I haven't been able to go through these. But I'm going to start with a bit of a review of uh, uh, the first release out on the Mantra Collective Records, MCR001. Uh, so this is David G Tronic, um, yeah, great DJ, and uh, yeah, uh, really interesting producer actually. He's um, I've I haven't been super on top of what he's been doing until until well you know the mantra guys have released a, a, an ep from him and i thought oh so it's kind of made me uh, go back and take another listen at some of his stuff and 
yeah, like really, really good stuff. Uh, the 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 album art, you know, by Tyson Brunn on this is great. Uh, it's, you know, the the actual record feels nice. They've got a, a pressing that I'm quite happy with. Uh, it's um, it might be 140 gram, but you know, it's it's always that thing. You don't you don't want to get a 180 gram every single time because you know, then your postage costs go up and a heap and all of that. But I think that 140 grams is the is the sweet spot but I could I could be wrong with that what this is but um, at the end of the day I've got uh, what have we got so we've got three tracks on this we'll have a bit of a scan through and uh, have a chat
I've got no idea if it's David Gatronic or Gtronic, and I gotta I gotta throw that out there as a disclaimer for sure. I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce some of these uh, labels, names, uh, artists, song titles, EP, whatever. I'm absolutely gonna get a lot of them, if not most of them, wrong. But um, yeah, definitely hit us up uh, with a comment on SoundCloud or a message on. Uh, Facebook or Insta or whatever. If uh, you know for a fact I'm getting one wrong, I'm always uh, keen to correct. I'm sure there's going to be many of those, but I've always just read it as David Gtronic. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Looking at it now, it's um, it's currently coming in at as one word. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was G then Tronic, but hey, you know. But yeah, so that one come out um, in February, and that's uh, you know the first of I hope many from uh, Mantra Collective. Those guys have been um, probably the most consistent party crew in Sydney. I would say is, is fair to say, uh, whether you, whether you whether you're into their sound or not. I think they've they've been um, uh, very consistently delivering a a particular caliber of event, uh, and you know I, I've I, I sort of followed it. I think. Um, it was a little, it was a little tech houseier at the start when I first uh, came across them, uh, and and they've been really um, at the front of pushing like uh, the newer minimal cuts and stuff like that into into Sydney, and um, you know the, you can hear it in that one. It's just a, a whomping, uh, moody little minimal techno tune there, and it's <clears throat> yeah, I'd say I'd say it's starting to get really experimental. This sound, you know, it's. That was uh, as, as incorporating some, you know, that real uh, industrial sub bass sort of sound, like real gritty over the top of, over the top of, uh, you know, like some some intricate little things. Which, uh, you know, getting back to my you know, rambling about that KB2 rig, uh, you know, this is where we're at now. You know, you want you want something that's big and loud, but you want something that's clear. You can hear those uh, intricate pieces of uh, info, uh, you know, uh, audio through. The, shine through and actually hit you while you're on the dance floor so yeah good stuff uh great start to this ep i think uh you know there's uh two more tracks we'll have a bit of a listen and uh, go from there
I like a track with uh, with a good intro like that. Uh, that's it's a really cool uh, opener. That one actually, um, it, it just really blends in quite well. And for, for something that's so uh, brutally dense in the low end, uh, the, this is real. Uh, it's amazing how <laughs> unminimal this minimal sound is getting. There's so much going on in there. It's a, uh, but yeah, a great track, a really brutal uh, low end. Don't know if you can hear it uh, via the streaming of um, whatever, however you're getting this, but I know that uh, SoundCloud's recently uh, docked the quality of the way there. Uh, well, is it recent or did it happen a while ago and we've only just all worked it out but I can't remember which it is but yeah so it's a little difficult you know I'm recording all these on like actually you know, going through some a turntable into an analog mixer and I've got a sound card and into Ableton try and upload a WAV file for you guys to but then once it gets dis- distributed you know how, however it comes to you it comes to you but uh, I you know, encourage you to like what you hear get these records it's a it's an aussie label doing real well mantra collective so that one's uh the a2 and it's called uh let's see how i go with this one amvian a-m-v-i-a-n amvian but the uh previous track was called uh patio i think amvian and patio i'm i'm only putting that inflection on it because uh uh, David's a Colombian fella, based out of Berlin now, raised in uh, America. But uh, maybe it's Patio and Amvian. And uh, interestingly enough, the B track, which we play now, it's uh, it's a nice long uh, track, a good little intro on it as well. But uh, this one's Pato- Patio Amvian, so... It's the vid reconstruction mix, so my guess is that this is a track that is basically uh, pulled together from the stems of both. And I do have a little correction, I just noticed. Um, the actual artwork is by Coat, and Tyson uh, Brune just uh, was uh, responsible for the design, as he has been for a, a while with a lot of the mantra. Uh, part, uh, collective artworks I think they've done a really good job uh, their collaboration between those guys uh, really really uh, spot on event artwork for the type of events that they're doing It's re- it really comes together quite well with the, the pairing so um, great work to Tyson uh, again you know you get the, this record it's a really nice matte finish the design is quite nice of it and, and you know apologies to Coat responsible for the artwork there great job uh, really nice stuff and it's it's good to see it's expensive to do this kind of stuff you know like to release a record in general costs a fuckload from what I understand and it's it's never about actually making the money so for those who want to actually get it pressed uh, nicely get it mastered correctly and uh, and then you know go to the trouble of getting a design and an artwork and you know putting it all together so uh, big ups to the mantra boys and they've come up with you know, you'd only do that for a decent um collection of tunes really like that's that's you know why bother uh, all of that for for some for anything um subpar so uh you know and that's 
it's such a wonderful natural culling uh, when you when you buy music this way because for these guys to to release it they've got to really believe in it and and you know if if you're if you're buying music this way you're half of your your thought process is already done for you you know is this a good tune is it going to last is it gonna, you know be worth it spending the money you know maybe not but in this case i think definitely so i hope you enjoy the uh, third one it's the vid reconstruction mix don't know a lot about vid gonna have a read now while we're listening
able to hear it, but that's uh, Vid from uh, Romania. Yeah, very... Uh, makes a lot of sense. This guy's one of the Romanian minimal fellas. Very tidy stuff. Um, I'd say this is the most versatile tune on the release, by far. I think that, I think that you could... You, you could hear this in the um, warm-up just before the headliner. You could hear this as a kick-on tune. You could hear this as a really nice cushion between a couple of different bangers if you're playing the main set. I think, yeah, I think this is going to be one that uh, finds its way into a few of my sets um, in the near future for sure. It's it's a, a very patient tune as well. N- nice little opener as well. I quite like that, um, to be honest, because you just so sometimes you're gonna, you, you find yourself in a situation where you, you kind of need to start again, or you know, I mean, anything can happen. You get a, an equipment fuck up or whatever. So I think um, when a when a track bothers to have a nice little lead in and intro, it's I don't know. I personally like it. So yeah, just having a look, and I can see that the next. Uh, record from Mantra Collective is going to be from Sydney producers Vendor and Mike Watts. Got a couple of Vendor's tunes on digital, actually. Um, very, very dense low end on uh, on his stuff. Very, very heavy stuff. Really good. And Mike Watts is a fucking legend. I've uh, met him only the once, actually, at the last uh, Dirty Feet, but lovely bloke. Um, yeah, played a really good set late into the night. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing, um, hearing what they they come out with actually so that'll be something for us to keep our eye out for i know that this uh this release of mantra collective is the first one did sell out on i'm not sure if it was juno or djde one of those but um there's uh, it's been restocked now so uh yeah i'd say keep an eye out and make sure that you get one because i kind of procrastinated buying it i was like yeah yeah i'm definitely getting that you know i know the guys i want to make sure i get it and i saw it was in stock and then when i actually got my shit together and went to put an order in um it was out and i was like ah fuck's sake because i didn't really want to um be that guy hitting them up asking for a sold out record uh, but yeah, fortunately for me, it's it, they, they obviously had some some extras there, so they've uh, restocked, and um, I've jumped on and managed to get myself a copy. So pretty happy about that. Uh, up next, we've got uh, uh, I want to do a bit of a review of Michael James's new album. Uh, last episode, we were talking about he was uh, over in Sydney and playing at the at the sash party he played at fix my sink as well at sly fox and he yeah he's he's doing i think he of, of the newcomers he's doing the most consistently good stuff i actually have to stop myself buying too many of his things because i think oh you know if if i don't keep myself in check i'll, I'll just i'll end up with a bag where i got you know i end up playing 13 tracks and seven of them were his so had a very similar problem with Io Mullen. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't make that sash gig. By all accounts, it was really, really good. Another great uh, long weekend gig. They, um, they're they doing really well with their bookings, to be honest. They're, they're, they're getting some amazing names through, uh, that, through their parties and all on a Sunday too. So, you know, well done to sash. I've just been uh, seeing <laughs> that they've bought a villa over in Bali. And that they're uh, 
yeah, they've, they've uh, I think they've thrown their second party over there now that I know of, yeah. And um, yeah, so looking like they're doing as well as you can do, you know, you start um, looking at putting on parties internationally, that's that's amazing. And, and you know, they're by the look of the videos, they're, they're making sure they're getting their sound right. It's a big open air party, great great vibe, I'm sure. And yeah, good on them. That's, that's, a, that's Those are amazing goals. So, you know, I hope they keep pushing to, you know, new, new heights and, and make the most of all that.
you can find a tidier, summery, minimal tune, you fucking buy it. What an awesome opener from Michael James on his new album, Winds of Change. Uh, yeah, great, <laughs> great release this one. is. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to play every track, but um, I've got another two I want to highlight from this one for you. Uh, what's the name of the other one? The next one we're going to do... Fuck me dead. A-S though? I, th- I don't know. I, I can't read that. What does it say? It says A-Y-E-S-D-O-E. I have no fucking idea what that says. It's a great tune though. It's probably, it's, uh, is this one my favourite one or is the other one? But yeah, it's a, it's a top tune. This opener for, from him though on this, this album, it's really for me in the direction of, you know, your Barack and your bar hat as well and they're per- absolutely perfect uh, we were just talking about sash so like perfect for, in my mind that open air summer uh, 4pm you know bloody beautiful summery minimal I guess is, is, is what what I would describe it as I'm sure uh, there's more than one way to describe music like that but um, yeah if, if, if you don't if you're not on the uh, Michael James train I'm, I'm you know, hopefully you are now. He's, he's doing really, really good stuff. And this is uh, the sixth release on Constant Black, uh, the uh, vinyl-only uh, label from Constant Records. And he's he's quite uh, prominent on that label at the moment. But uh, there's there's other really good stuff on there as well. So it's, it kind of actually seems to me... I don't know if it's just the aesthetic or, like, the type of music. Uh, but they kind of remind me of the compost record label there used to be this label uh, compost i don't think they're doing much at the moment but they were um yeah a great normal label and they had compost black their aesthetic is kind of similar but they were they were more in the deep house and then uh they had a bit of a techier sort of thing going on uh, yeah five plus years ago and um it kind of feels like constant black are like doing a really similar Thing for the new sound uh, in in this day and age, and I, I, I think those uh, labels are, are really good to keep an eye on. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're normal labels doing really well, and then they try something a little bit uh, special and release just these vinyl only um, albums and EPs. And yeah, you got to you got to snatch them up quick too, because a lot of them don't get a repress. And yeah, if you if you sleep on it you know <laughs> as i've done many times you know, oh, i'll get it the next order yeah whatever that nah, and then you look and it's sold out and go straight in the wish list and yep and then you're a dickhead because you didn't buy it but yeah i'm very glad i uh, bit the bullet and got this I, I i tend to not get albums i don't know why there's a mental piece where i just i don't know it's always maybe it's like an attention span thing i just like ah oh, fucking you know i won't get the album you know i just want the, the ep for something to put in the bag something club ready whatever but every single track on this album is um club ready and uh really really good stuff like a very good example of, of the type of work that he's doing at the moment but anyways uh let's have a listen to this next one by michael james Change. 
not going to try and uh, pronounce the name of that one again, but suffice it to say, it's a fucking belter, that one. It's definitely one of my favourites on this tune, on this album, but why can't I say that? Fucking hell. I don't know, man. But that's uh, C, the C1 track. There's seven tracks on this album. I'm only going to play for you three of them. Uh, I don't even know why I'm only doing that, but that, that's, that's what's going on. You're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, and this next one's called Reservoir. It's the D1 track. And, you know, this is easily my favorite um, the most standout track for me on this album. It's just this little uh, patty sort of sound, and it's just that the right rhythm that just really gets to me. I fucking love this track, and um, I kind of, <laughs> I, I kind of didn't want to actually play this one because I kind of wanted to keep it to myself. It's a little bit of a, it's an interesting um, thing to examine in yourself uh, when you find a track that you really, really like. And you want to show your friends, you want to chat to your mates about it, but you also want to keep it to yourself. You don't want to give it away. You want to wait for that right gig, that right set, that right mix, where you're going to drop it and then have everyone, you know, in your head, have everyone go, oh, fuck, what's that, you know? And um, meanwhile, no one gives a fuck what you're doing. <laughs> the most fun. <laughs> unless, um, unless it's Benny Palis. That guy's, uh, he's got his eye, he's got his finger on the pulse. And he's uh, always there, ready to give the, uh, the three bicep uh, Facebook post of approval. Yet to get one of those, but uh, that's uh, that's 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 definitely a DJ goal for me <laughs> to be to play a set to, and have Benny Palis post your name with uh, with three biceps. You know you're doing something right. Uh, but uh, yeah, getting back to this tune, it's um, it's definitely one of those tracks. I, I for I hesitated for a split second. I was like, oh shit, should I? You know, maybe I'll keep this one to myself. But no, nah, fuck that. Um, I've definitely got a few of those I haven't uh, shared with you yet. But you know, maybe wait for a slow news week. I'll play a couple of those. Uh, but um, yeah, look, we're gonna play this. That'll be it for Michael James's new album, Winds of Change, on Constant Black. And then, yeah, we've done a bit of minimal, so I suppose we'll we'll take a bit of a detour. Most of this uh, new record haul has been minimal, but I did get an old uh, Moody Man in there. I think it might even be a bootleg. I've got some old uh, HVCK uh, from Adelaide, a uh, record that I actually missed back oh, three or four years ago, but I uh, saw it in the second-hand section, so thank you. Very happy to get that one from Natural Selections. And it's a little bit of a good warm-up sort of dub techno sort of stuff that I um, I have picked up, but I might put that in a set and play that for you guys in a different way. And I'm also getting on next week. Very stoked to have him is uh, Jackson Winter. I'd say one of the easily one of the most lovable characters in the Sydney scene. And uh, yeah, a hardworking guy. Like he's he's been a part of uh, Conspiracy in the past, a great party crew and uh, music label. And uh, he's been uh, quite active in Subsonic in recent years. And uh, yeah, I know from a fact just with the parties that I've thrown, uh, he's he's always there. He's hands on and and a great great 
addition to uh, like from every level as a selector, as a uh, promoter, as a uh, punter, he, he, you know, he gets it top to bottom and uh, look forward to having a chat with him.
is out of the UK, despite that um, glorious minimal sound that we're hearing so much out of uh, Romania. But I will say, uh, there's something so uh, London about that track. That I, th- I think it's, and you know, I may not know, but I actually think it's the that boom, 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 that sort of little paddy um, key progression. There's just something. Uh, it's the first record I ever bought of this stuff was um, at a little white label out of uh, London, and yeah, there was really heavy amounts of that kind of thing going on as a deep house sort of release but yeah it's kind of cool to to hear those sorts of uh sounds and uh styles and influences coming in bleeding across genres i'm always a big fan of uh trying to spot that up next we've got a bit of a change from this sort of sound we're going into a german release and this is archetypes now not a lot known about Archetypes. There's a little bit of a couple of theories on uh, Discogs here about it being a hard wax project. Uh, don't know, but there's only two releases one from uh, three years ago, and uh, with all tracks being called Untitled, released by Art Archetypes on label Archetypes. And this is the second release of that. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just coming out late last year. and same thing, Archetypes, Archetypes, number two, all untitled tracks. But uh, yeah, I, re- I really, um, really enjoyed this release. And it's, um, yeah, a couple of different sort of paces on here. Uh, but I-, I-, I like that in an EP. So first one comes right out the gate, uh, roaring pretty hard. But uh, real, still very dubby sort of sound. So yeah, hope you like it.
definitely a uh, sound that I was quite slow to warm into, to be honest. The uh, dub sort of techno sound, but I really love uh, releases like this that lean right into the, the hissy sort of analog record sort of sound. I guess, um, you know, reading into it, looking at it being called Arc Tapes. There's a few comments on the previous release online. You know, people asking, uh, is it supposed to have that real hissy tape sound? So, yeah, I guess these guys are right into their uh, the, the, the sound of uh, vinyl and analog equipment and samples and things like that. But, yeah, nice pacey tune, great uh, sort of rumbling drum sample there to kick it off and, you know, some textbook bloody... Uh, you know, dub techno sort of uh, sounds coming through there, and I mean, I got I got to be honest that that one's probably the my least favorite of the tracks on this. So, and I still think it's a really great track. I think the next two are really um, are really what I bought the record for. But I was I found that first track there. They're all called Untitled. I'm sorry, so I can't really refer to them as anything but that track. Uh, but yeah, the A1 was. It's definitely, uh, I, th- I found it interesting, but it's not why I bought it. But listening back to it then again, it's, you know, I think I think there's uh, more than likely going to be a time, be a tune that I, I, I rediscover in a year or two when I you know, flick back through these ones. So definitely a, a tidy release. Uh, the second track, A2, um, yeah, I'll let you hear it. It's great.
beautiful track. And that hiss just keeps going. How's that? Yeah, love it. Uh, that's the A2 of the Archetypes second release. It's a weird little label. Like you, you come out with this uh, mysterious label. No one knows who it is or what it's about. Few aliases online, and there's a band camp of a fellow Leon, I think his name is. But um, yeah, then then nothing for three years, and now um, now you know, uh, late 2018, we've got this <coughs> beautiful release. Uh, there's a lot going on. Well, not obviously there's uh, that, that much heavier one to start off with, and that one's a nice euphoric little dubby number. Uh, can definitely sort of see. It's weird. Uh, I started buying uh, tunes, and at first I was really paranoid about trying to fit into a sound. Like, oh, you know, nothing, nothing I'm buying makes sense or like fits with anything, and blah blah blah. And I was actually chatting to Hamish Radford about this. I just met him, and we were at uh, the Imperial Hotel. It was about sort of in 2014, and I was telling him, yeah, you know, I've I've, I've been collecting records for a little while. At the time, it'd be six months or something. And, you know, I just, I can't really seem to nail down, you know, a consistent sort of set, you know, it kind of goes a bit all over the place. I'm just, I'm just buying random shit and I need to kind of focus and, you know, get, get something, get a clear direction in mind, you know, and, and he actually just sort of, you know, almost shook me and said, no, don't do that. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just buy shit that you like, buy shit that, you know, if you hear it, and you're like, fuck, that's cool. Just buy it, get it because maybe it'll take a bit longer to come up with something that's you know worth presenting to people but when you do you can play with anyone you can play anything and you've got this really versatile sound and you've got all of these different things going on that you can bring to the table that other people might not be able to because they were too focused on trying to come up with that one sound and you know it made a lot of sense at the time and it makes even more sense now i i really love uh looking back over I mean, I've only been doing this five years, so I've only been, you know, able to look back over five years worth of, you know, disco, techno, house, tech house, minimal, you know, and that's, you know, it's not the most, um, it's not like I'm incorporating, you know, dubstep and bass and, uh, you know, all, all you know, these other um, garage and stuff like that, although I do have one or two garage tunes, um, but, you know, it's, it's not like I'm the most, uh, got the most far out eclectic collection, but I do enjoy uh you know being able to hear something just go oh fuck it i'll get it and then you know you you keep that open mind and that attitude um over a number of years and then you start to go oh shit i've actually got a fucking shelf worth of that stuff now uh that's kind of cool and and the derby sort of techno stuff is probably something that i slept on when i shouldn't have i was like i was uh, yeah, I kind of figured I was doing a little bit too much, getting a bit too much, and I still, you know, just didn't quite, um, it didn't, some of the stuff didn't quite resonate with me, so I kind of, you know, slept on it a little bit, even though, even though I could tell that I was kind of missing out. It's kind of like when you don't like a type of food, like you don't like spicy food or you don't like seafood, and everyone else is loving it, and you're like, oh. Maybe I should uh, give this another try because you know, I'm obviously missing out on something. And so that's dub techno for me. I think I did quite well. I kept uh, an open mind for most things, but I slept on that one a little bit. And now I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying getting into some of the dubbier sounds and, and this uh, sort of stuff. So uh, this is definitely next track, uh, the B1 side. 
is definitely my favourite of this release. Uh, hope you like it.
Feather Hiss. Definitely my favourite from the release there from Archetypes. And coming up next is just a little bit of a tool, I guess. There's, uh, I wasn't going to play it, but because uh, it's just a beatless ambient dub sort of track. And I really like it when a release will give you a little tool like that. It's just something special, you know. Like, I mean, this if this was a single-sided uh, EP and it, all it was was just this uh, track I've just played now, then I'd probably buy it. It'd be fine. Uh, and I'd love it. it. You know, nice 45 um, single track on one uh, side there. I've bought plenty of those. But, I, you know, I, I really do enjoy it when, when they throw a little bit extra. Like, you've got, yep, there's the reason you buy the release. But we're going to just throw this in because, you know, why the fuck not? And it's uh, a cool little tool because you never know when you need to transition out of different sound and go through uh, from one thing to another. Maybe you need to hit the reset button. Maybe you've, um, you know, you've had to shut down equipment issue and you got to start back up. So I really like that they throw little tools like uh, acapellas, like dub sounds, like, uh, uh, you know, small instrumental broken beat bits. And uh, yeah, I hope, I hope you like this one. It's uh, I think it's... Um, really nice actually just spent uh, a good little Sunday morning arranging then rearranging then changing then working out a better way, then rearranging, then dismantling, then packing, then unpacking, then rearranging my studio setup here. Which is a little frustrating to be honest because we're actually doing renovations here and we're building a little add-on to the house which will become the, the studio in itself. Although if you ask my partner, it's a, yeah, it's a granny flat. It's a totally wise investment nothing to do with wanting to play music really loud and in its own space but yeah so that that um, I'm hoping that's ready in uh, August and uh, should really have a good grip on what we can get away with as soon as we put it together in terms of volume and whatnot and yeah definitely I hope to expand this little show and make it a, a bit bigger perhaps have some people along to be there as a, a live part of it make a bit of a day of it and of course first experiment will be with Jackson Winter next show a few beers I'm sure but that'll be in this little studio setup that we've got. It's, a, it's definitely, it's definitely a great little setup. I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's just, it's funny to spend all this effort and time and work on it when you know you're going to be building a better one in two months. But to be told, I actually quite enjoy <laughs> fucking around with music gear. Um, I think one of my mates I used to play in a band with used to, he pointed out <laughs> that I have so much more fun buying and fucking around with gear than I do actually writing music <laughs> and um, yeah I, I kind of found that a little bit hard to cop but I think it's pretty true so 
I actually enjoyed the, the day putting the rearranging the studio again and again measuring things putting things together but I'm pretty happy with it it's um, it's pretty well treated for sound although it wasn't without its casualties I went down to get a couple of extra little sound um, sound treatment foam squares that I've had in storage under the house and yep had the absolute shit chewed out of it we've got rats down there just chewing on my soundproofing and shitting all over the rest of it so that's kind of cool I just saw it and thought uh, I'm not going to spend too much time uh, worrying about that right now but yeah hopefully it's only the, a couple that are compromised from it don't really want a rat piss and shit smelling studio that's not it's not really the vibe that we're going for. Although, who knows? There could be a uh, rat piss techno style waiting to happen. Techno in inspired by rat piss. Could be my mark on uh, the Aussie music scene. Never know. Never know. So I'm... Uh, that does it for our reviews for this uh, little episode, I guess. I think I might um, sort of throw a few, a bit minimal heavy in there, so I might um, venture get a few housey tunes and then do some techno in this mix. And um, I guess next week we'll be definitely going down the minimal rabbit hole, so yeah, probably that, that'll do us. I think... Um, Kind of loosely throwing a few tunes in a bag in a uh, uh, vague order of intensity. So let's see how this one comes off. Definitely already had a few beers this Sunday, Arvo, so this could go either way. Could be a great set, could be all over the joint. By the way, I hope you enjoy it. So that was Arc Tapes. Beautiful little dreamy ambient dubby number there. First up from 2014, Floating Points. My name's Jake Small and this is Phono, brought to you by uh, Dirty Feet.
past 10 years. Very consistently original presence in house music, Floating Points, out of Britain. And this is a release from 2014 on Eglo Records, a label that he founded and runs. Most of his releases coming out on that. Big one, I'm a fan of the Vacuum EP from 2009. Got that one as well. And I got this one at a record fair at the Cafe Lounge actually a few years back. And it's one of those things that makes me, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, you know, every time I see a record fair, like, oh, you know, I'll go and have a look, see if there's any gems. But who the fuck's selling their gems? I don't. Like, I couldn't pass with any of mine, to be honest. I just... You never know. You might want to keep it. I don't know. Bit of a hoarder mentality, maybe. But, yeah, sure enough, you still do find some really good stuff. It's just about whether you're willing to pay what it's worth. Can't remember what I paid for this, but that's the point, isn't it? You don't remember what you paid for it you just know that you got it
racking my brain, but I think these guys would have to be my favourite duo. Out of Sweden, it's genius of time. If you uh, suffer from analog stiffies, be careful watching their uh, boiler room sets. Heaps of hardware, uh, bloody froth on that stuff. And you can actually hear it in this track. It's It really builds like a real journey sort of tune and and the introduction of new elements comes across very organically like a live set does and it's just in a track you know um, that track is tight jeans the b-side from same old place 2010 aniara recordings
curious little white label I've got here from a mixed bag that the uh, record store used to do. Uh, they used to, I'm guessing, just whatever stock didn't sell, you know, for whatever reason. Might be overstock, might be just uh, missing the boat with whoever's going in there at the time, whatever. But they'd scoop it all together, drop it down to half price, so 10 bucks a disc, and you just get this random, you know, 50 bucks, you get five discs. You didn't know what was going to be in there. Some remix of a Beastie Respond track. Yeah, out of Denmark, 2012. White label little thing. I think it's a teal recordings, but I think it's their little white label. <laughs> Thank you. 
He's actually, you know, got both really and in a really good way, but this track's not like any of that, so not much point in talking about that, but it's an interesting, intricate little number, this one, and the whole release is actually quite different. Um, I don't think I really objectively listened to it before I bought it, I just was like, Baz, done, bought it, and I haven't really played it that much as a consequence, but yeah, I was digging through as you do and yeah, rediscovered this this uh, little number from it and yeah I thought worth sharing.
uh, artists emulating the uh, glory days of Detroit House. Uh, we've got Motor City Drum Ensemble here. And yeah, keeping in theme, I guess, you know, with that last track, we had Baz, one of my favourites of all time, got heaps of his records, same with Motor City Drum Ensemble. And yeah, for both of them, I'm playing a track that is quite uncharacteristic for the two of them. And uh, not to say not good by any means, I think they're both great tracks, just very different from what they normally do. This one's called Lonely One. I believe I got the repress about four or five years ago. 2020 Vision Recordings, very prominent label, obviously. And I actually saw a uh, Between the Beats uh, segment on Resident Advisor that came out that I think is really important for people to check out. I think a lot of their uh, segments are quite good, actually. But this one addressed, uh, you know, the wear and tear of the party culture. And I think that, you know, you don't have to be around it very long to know that everyone's got their limits and, you know, long nights and substance abuse and whatnot can uh, really play a factor in uh, people's people's overall uh, well-being. And this did a really good job of addressing that and what he's done to mitigate, you know, uh, anxiety and things like that with his uh, role in the industry and yeah, if you know anyone like that, definitely worth checking out, definitely worth sharing.
right, now we've got Tom Ellis on a split EP with uh, Tuzlo out of Germany. It's Dance Club Limited, B2 track, Breaker Breakup. It's a uh, vinyl-only track, which I, I kind of find that interesting uh, when, when an EP does this. I actually quite like it. You know, if you're going to do, you know, a release that you got out digitally, like you throw an extra track on there that's just only for the... the uh, Vinyl junkies amongst us. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually a really big fan of the vinyl only, uh, but that's just because I'm a dickhead. It kind of reminds me of, um, you know, when I used to play guitar, there's, you know, six strings, all these foot pedals, all of this um, stuff going, you know, you could do anything. And uh, when I switched to bass, the restriction forced me to be a lot more creative. And uh, I, I think that the parallel, you know, I used to think, oh, no, I don't like that instrument. You can't do as much, you know. But now I look at it like, oh, well, that, that what you're supposed to do and what you need to do and what you can do is restricted. And within that, you find some kind of creativity. So definitely with this format and with restricting the amount of music out there, and only this guy has those tunes, but this guy has that tunes, I think you get a, uh, a more creative and diverse uh, mix out there. So that's, that's, that's why I like the limited press uh, vinyl only sort of thing because I feel like, you know, anyone can download the top 10 what's on Beatport right now and, and then everyone can sound the same and everyone can mix the same and everything sounds the same. So um, show me the, the random weird tunes that I've never heard. Show me the, uh, you know, the, the imperfect mixing on the turntables. That's what I want. Thank you. 
out of Germany, released in 2012, is the mysterious Wax label. This is number 50,005. 5005 Wax. It's the untitled A side.
Another one from a release we played on the last episode from Odd Music. This is the 12-minute B-side Lunar Blueprint. It's got a really awesome way it brings in after a breakdown in this one, actually.
from 1996. It's the German duo Maurizio. Also uh, an alias of uh, Basic Channel. I think this one's the B side of the M6 release, 1996. Sort of textbook um, dub techno from it's the heyday of the genre. I picked this one up at the um, same record fair that I got that Wax release as well. So I kind of... Two lonely little dub techno tunes in my collection for a while until I recently started picking it back up.
here we've got one of my all-time favorites legendary detroit producer mike huckabee with my love my life with the wave this is a reissue i got uh i reckon i got the 2016 repress and this is the a track wave table number nine a little bit uh, different for him you know he's uh, one of the big pioneers um oh, maybe not pioneers maybe more to say perfectors in my opinion of um the deep house detroit sort of sound i just think he he kind of come through as that uh, in early waves but still in the 90s and that but just sort of following the likes of larry Heard and whatnot and it's actually uh him and rick wade that worked together in a record store called record time uh, in detroit and he's one of the more pioneering artists of, of, of things uh, software pieces like ableton and uh, native instruments and things like that he um he actually gave a uh, production course i think when he was yeah i think it was when he was when he toured here uh, a few years back he actually gave a bit of a presentation and course on Ableton while he was here and yeah I mean he he's a very gifted producer uh, from back in the day and you know a great DJ as well uh, I saw him at the Burdekin Hotel uh, I can't quite remember who it was that toured him but I do remember it being $10 and thinking fuck yeah that's amazing getting international <laughs> for 10 bucks at the door so yeah good gig I remember it well actually
beautiful little 10 inch clear record out of Melbourne on the uh, Primary Colours label from Melbourne duo Echo Inspectors collaborated with Insect O from Germany in 2015 this is the Silver Ash remix on the B-side track called Born Dub
greats of the past 10 to 15 years. Dana Roo. This is a kickboxing EP from 2011. And shame to admit, this is the only Dana Roo record I have. Good little reminder to get that sorted. Thank you. 
2015, Lazarus Records, Voltory and Medici's. One of my favourite samples, using of course the Yoko Ono character in The Simpsons. These guys uh, run a uh, record store, Smallville Records. I think it's still going. It's definitely a good record label anyway. I also quite like their sub-label Fuck Reality. Really good stuff out on that. Bit more lo-fi tip. Check out those two labels if you get a chance. (laughs) 
on the Delusions of Grandeur label out from the UK. We've got UD, Love Has Gone EP. Real jazzy, splashy, lo-fi sort of shit. On this uh, release, actually this release goes all over the joint. I love it. There's uh, five tracks, all sorts of different stuff on there.
French producer Frank Roger. The Storms release on uh, Home Invasion, second Home Invasion release. Got a white label. I love the aesthetic of these white labels. He's just got a stamp and it just sort of goes on how it goes on on that label. This is the B2 side. Uh, come on. Extremely active producer, this guy. Discogs here, like 115 lines since um, the early 2000s. Busy man.
second little collaboration, this old EP between G Flame and Mr. G. It's the Give and Take EP out on Moods and Grooves. Great old uh, record label, actually. And uh, this one was out in 2000. This track's called G's D Sound Dub.
in here we've got a duo, another duo I like a lot and this one's on uh, Super Records out of the UK it's Ethel and Huxley this is the Reflections Slims EP with um, some remixes on the other side but this this is the B-track Slims and um, this is nothing like what these guys normally do um, big fan of their normal stuff but this is just an absolute monster
Rogers from Shit on the Record. Ah, fuck. I hope that's not permanent, that noise. And I'm going to fade this out. Uh, as good a time as any to wind her up. Had a bit of fun. I hope you enjoyed that monster at the end there. That's uh, nothing like what Ethel and Huxley normally do. They normally, uh, they normally got a nice uh, kind of deep house kind of thing going. Uh, the other records I got of those two, but yeah, this one's just a fucking demon. Oh, well, that just about does it. Uh, I've been fucking around with uh, a couple new microphones, uh, new sort of setups and compression and limiters and all sorts of nerdy shit that I have no idea about for this episode. So hopefully it, it comes through sounding all right um, and you can hear what you want to hear, whether that's my dribble or the tunes. Kind of a bit of both is what we're going for. But yeah, looking forward to having Jackson join us on the next episode so you won't have to just listen to my shit. Hopefully uh, someone who knows what they're talking about around would be nice for a change. But if you want to reach out and... Uh, yeah, get in touch, talk a bit more about the tunes, have a listen to some other crap that we share. We've got the social medias. We've got facebook.com forward slash dirty feet social. Uh, you go Instagram, it's dirty feet phono. Uh, and SoundCloud is uh, soundcloud.com forward slash dirty feet phono, or one word. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's where you can get the podcast, is on uh, there's a playlist going on our SoundCloud page. But you can also get it on a any of your podcast suppliers. So I use Overcast app and it's come through on that. We've gone through the iTunes and the other one. So if it doesn't work on your one, let us know. And we will try and work out what the fuck we're doing wrong that it's not coming on yours. But do give it a go on the... Uh, podcast provider apps because the difference being when you get halfway through your podcast and you go and change something else it remembers where you're up to unlike uh, how it does on soundcloud so give that a go and uh, let us know what you reckon if it's got any dramas but uh in the meantime be nice to your mum be careful around the cops and yeah the doof <laughs>